Trust God, cry, repeat. Trust God, cry, repeat. Trust God, cry, repeat. Hey, ladies, this is Nyoka Hall, and I want to welcome you to Trust God, Cry, Repeat podcast, a fresh new podcast for your encouragement. Today, we're going to talk about the topic, do you really want God? Getting to the bottom of true biblical womanhood. Let's dive in. Um, I want to start with a topic of want. A want usually saturates every area of your life. Let me explain. Take myself for example. I started my health journey at my heaviest, 336 pounds, wearing close to about a 4X if I wasn't already in a 4X. I wanted to be overweight because I allowed myself to get that way. I worked diligently for many years, overeating or not taking care of myself. Um, I ate whatever. Um, I had kids during that time and I didn't work out during or after either, you know, kind of just was what it was. I got more and more sedentary. I sabotaged myself from time to time. And on top of that, I slathered shame and guilt and gained more. I lacked self-confidence and I subscribed to Satan's Web of Lies podcast and listened intently every time he went live with deception every single deceptive lie I bought into. I surrounded myself with everything I needed to stay unhealthy. It wasn't until I wanted to change. I wanted to ask God to heal me of the underlying reasons um, and doubt and shame and everything that was just laying stagnant. I wanted it. I wanted it because I knew I couldn't stay where I was and actually be beneficial um, too long for my family or um, even to myself. I knew it was going to lead to a whole host of issues if I didn't get that under control. My new want was for him to be my everything. It, my new want was for me to submit to Christ and, and my new want was to be healthy. I wanted to be flexible again. I wanted uh, that vigor back, you know, for, for life. I wanted to look in the mirror and appreciate the Imago Day, um, the fact that I was made in his image and not um, despise what I saw. I wanted the ability, you know, to play with my kids at the park without being, you know, out of shape totally or winded. You know, I wanted that fight back. I wanted the attitude change. I mean, when I wanted it, my attitude did change, my attire changed. Um, I began to uh, dress ready to, to work out. I began um, ready to acquire that new lease on life. My food changed, my, my drinks changed, um, you know, my, my desires changed. I wanted to be healthy. My want was saturating every area of my life. I wanted to be pleasing in his sight, not by a certain physical appearance, but even just having that self-control in that area to submit that area of my life to him, to Christ as well. Uh, my level of activity changed. I went from sedentary to active. I soon was demonstrating a person that wanted to be fit. I was demonstrating the desire to want to live a healthier life. I was uh, continuing to put forth the plan to um, make sure that I was working out consistently. And I still am. My husband and I, my best workout partner ever, <laughs> are still working towards the goal of health. 
I went from being extremely unhealthy, like I said, almost uh, 4X to now I'm wearing an extra large. And I'm saying that to God's glory because it's not about a certain size. I just know that I wasn't healthy. And I know that the things around me that I was surrounding myself with, um, it just wasn't healthy. My, my sedentariness wasn't healthy. My attitude wasn't healthy. Um, allowing those things that um, even caused the start of the weight gain weren't healthy. I, I needed to be fully submitted to the Lord. Now you might say, what does this have to do with biblical womanhood? Well, my answer will be everything. Because many of us, we claim to be Christian. We claim to be advocates for life. We, we claim to be advocates for biblical womanhood, but we don't want God to be evident in every area of our lives. Now we might say it with our mouths, but our lives are not adding up to that want. The want for Christ to be our Lord and Savior, to be the leader and guider of our life, it can't possibly be the true desire if we are not allowing God to saturate every area of our life. And that's everything. Being fully submitted to the Lord and asking him what to do or asking him for um, guidance or asking him how to be more submitted to his will and to your husband if you're married um, and just it's evident if it's not a true want because it's not saturating every area of your life and I want to start with a scripture coming from Romans chapter 6 verse 16 through 18 and it says do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves you are slaves of the one whom you obey either of sin which leads to death or of obedience which leads leads to righteousness but thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from heart from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed and having been set free from sin have been slaves of righteousness I thank God for his word um and like I said it's not like every single lady is just 100% out of order but you know if it's you you know if the want to have God um, as your everything is really a true heart's desire are you allowing God to saturate every area of your life are you allowing yourself and your your life and your influence to be lent to the world to be a slave of sin to be a slave uh, to satan to be uh obedient to the deceptive lies um, of satan to be uh, a member of this world instead of a member of the kingdom of god are you lending yourself that way or are you lending yourself to all things biblical womanhood are you lending yourself to all things things um chase and all things um god glorifying that's that's the question are you concerned about what god thinks about whatever the situation is we can move on to first corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 and it says or do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit within you whom you have from god you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. That is a beautiful, beautiful scripture. Beautiful scripture. And by the end of this podcast, you'll know. You'll know if um, it's some areas that you're not submitting to the Lord. Because we all have them. 
we all have them so uh, another portion of scripture i want to share as we go down before we break it down just a little bit further is first first corinthians i rebuke tongue tightness in jesus name i'm not doing that um first corinthians chapter 9 verse 24 through 27 says do you not know that in a race all the runners run but only one receives the prize so run that you may obtain it every athlete exercises self-control in all things they do it to receive a perishable wreath but we an imperishable so i do run so i do not run aimlessly excuse me i do not box as one beating the air but i discipline my body keep it under control lest after preaching to those i myself be disqualified that's first corinthians 9 24 through 27 and again i'm not just talking about exercising i'm talking about our lives like our true lives are we submitting those things to christ are we being chaste? are we being submissive are we being disciplined or are we being disciplined are we nurturing are we loving our homes are we loving our children are we um, loving our husbands well are we providing um the love and the in like the really intentional care for our homes are we being modest are we are we presenting our bodies um as we walk around in this in this world or as we um you know go different places whether it's church or or work or home or wherever are we being modest in those ways even in speech are we are we communicating in a way that just you know that uh, really just demonstrates modesty because it's not in the big old Amish bonnet that, you know, where there's modesty. It's just having a care and concern to cover something that especially ladies, not especially because both sides actually are needing to be modest, whether single or married. But ladies, you shouldn't want to represent your husband poorly. You shouldn't want to to speak in a way that brings shame on your home. You shouldn't want to um, present your yourself in a way that's immodest um, or dressing immodestly or um, even raising your children in a way that does not bring honor to the Lord. But I'll continue in uh, chapter two of Titus, Titus two, verse three through five. It says older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanders or slaves to slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good. And so train the young women to love their husbands and children to be self-controlled, pure, working at home kind submissive to their own husbands that the word of god may not be reviled and a different this is the uh, esv another translation says that the word of god may not be blasphemed ladies are we upholding these standards another area is being discreet and the scripture uh, that I want to share is Proverbs eleven twenty two, And it says, like a gold ring and a pig snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. That is not an example that I want to be. I don't want to be that. I want to be discreet. I want to have discretion. I want to, to make sure that when I share things, it's God glorifying. Um, and a lot of people, if, you know, if I have a chance to encourage you, I try to encourage you to always reach out to somebody else. Reach out to someone else um, and encourage them. Make sure you're checking on people. I always say that. 
because uh, this is crazy out here. But another thing, um, another side of biblical womanhood is for a woman to be wise. And another thing uh, that I want to talk about is wisdom takes many forms. But this way, I want to talk about the home, being wise with your home. Because the scripture says in Proverbs 14 and 1, it says the wisest of women builds her home, but folly with her own hands tears it down i do not want to be a woman that tears her home down with her own hands god forbid i really never want to be that woman so i encourage you um ladies make sure that we are being introspective where we are starting with us going to god first and asking god to help us see those areas where we have let down or we have allowed satan to come in um to to attack our home um because i'm going to read a portion of scripture later that describes um how he comes <laughs> so i want to make sure that i challenge you um ladies to also be wise and a biblical woman should be trained uh, we should be trained in, in righteousness we should be trained to know how to rightly divide the word of god we should be trained on how to be discreet we should be trained on how to be wise we should be trained on how to be self-controlled and pure we should be trained on submissiveness um, and trained on how to be nurturing because uh, because sometimes people are, are um, raised in dysfunctional households where they don't have those examples so it's up to us biblical women um, and and older women and younger women and women period to make sure that we're gleaning from each other's wisdom biblical wisdom that we are helping other women um, understand the task at hand and if they don't know how to do it train them how to do it if we don't know how to do it ask for help to know how to better serve how to better serve but one scripture i want to share is hebrews chapter 12 verse 11 and it says for the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant but later it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who've been trained by it for those who've been trained by it so that's another thing because you mentioned being disciplined early on um, but all of these things are working together to make a whole complete biblical woman another area is to be prayerful are we praying are we going to the word of god are we um complaining first or are we being prayerful are we going to god and saying god you know this is great but i want to make sure that i'm glorifying you with it or god this is absolutely terrible and i need your help on how to give you glory through this situation are we being prayerful are we being confident not in ourselves but in the ability of the lord like the lord god almighty can do anything he can turn any situation around he can raise the dead he can make whole what is broken he there's no limit to what he can do he's also sovereign and we don't always know his will and what he will do but to be able to say i am confident in this very thing that god can do it confident are we obedient obeying god is also being obedient and submissive to our husbands i don't know like a lot of people don't like that word submissive or a lot of people don't like the word obedient because they equate that to kind of like a child's obedience but no but it's obedient it's it's actually staying in step with your husband consulting your husband um, because we are keepers at home but we also are not the head like we have to remember that we keep home we we take care of our families we love our husbands we love our children's uh, children but we are not 
the head like we do have to submit under a godly order which states states that it's god first then it's our husband then it's us you know so we have to make sure in that that we are lining up with the word of god so let's talk about what went wrong because i mentioned a few things um in there because biblical womanhood um and biblical femininity is the goal like that is the goal that is the prize that you know that's the mark shall i say that's the goal to hit that that that's what we're trying to reach to make sure that every area of our life is submitted to christ and every area of our life is not only um evident but saturated like saturated with christ that he is the authority to say you know whatever no matter what i'm going to follow the lord so where did we go wrong again we are veering as a as a whole i'm seeing on on a lot of different sides um where it's just it's kind of like not kind of here it is we are lacking natural affection we are natural like we're, we're losing that that natural affection like okay for example you can be in a grocery store and at a time um it would be you know you can walk down an aisle and you, you hear a baby crying and some part of you just like cringes like oh i wish i could hold that child i wish i could help that mother i wish i could be a help you know in that situation you can be at church and you hear a baby cooing and your heart melts you know but it's like we're getting to a point because it talks about in the last day, day certain things would happen and i'm going to share those scriptures in a little bit but we're getting to a point where like on a grand scale the the love is like waxing cold like the the very natural that nurturing side that um that wanting to be even um in a place to to serve or to help a child or to you know just help even protect a child is growing like weary you know what i mean like it's just weak it's you talk to different people you hear interviews you see things in, in the headlines it's just so evident but before i go into that i want to share from romans chapter 1 verses 28 through 32 and it says and since they did not see fit to acknowledge god god gave them up to a debased mind to do what the to do what ought not to be done they were filled with all manners of unrighteousness evil covetousness malice they are full of envy murder strife deceit mal uh, maliciousness excuse me they are gossip slanders haters of god insolent haughty haughty boastful inventors of evil disobedient to parents foolish faithless heartless ruthless this is where we are the scriptures are so real and alive the word of god is true and it continues to say though they know god's righteous decree that those who partake in such things deserve to die they do not do them they not only do them but give approval to those who practice them this is so this is such this is oh my goodness i was reading this like yes god this is where we are this is where we are because even to say hey i'm pro-life you get backlash which at this point in this point of life i i care not about about uh, back ugh, about backlash but i'm for i'm pro-life i love babies praying to continue our family i love my little ones i have now and my older babies um you know i can imagine being able to say hey destroy a life and think nothing about it because god allowed that life to be how precious is that child 
And so I was reading, um, cause you can't open social media without seeing certain things. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about, cause this also has to do with biblical womanhood. Cause you, you see people are kind of straddling the fence in certain areas when it comes to being pro-life. Uh, but recently it was, um, I had to take a minute because just thinking about it makes my heart break. Um, but some really precious babies, just precious babies that they found that were aborted late term or even term um, in containers, just like discarded like trash. That broke my heart. You have in California where they have now made a law where it's okay for them to abort babies all the way up to 28 days after birth. Um, and then you have video surfacing and interviews for people calling for that to be acceptable. It's legal. Um, and now people are trying to push for um, even up to 10 months of age. And to, to me, no age is okay. Every life matters to God. Um, and it, the Bible warns against those who shed innocent blood. So it's not going to go unpunished. Um, but it's just growing darker, ladies. This life, this world is growing so dark. And we who are children of God, we need to be lights in this world. We need to shine brighter. We need to expose darkness. We need to be sharing Jesus like never before. We need to be the light of this world, ladies. And before I close, I want to share First uh, Timothy 4 and uh, chapter 4, verse 1 through 2. And it says, now the spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars who whose conscience are seared. And that's what it kind of makes me think of um, as far as having their conscience consciences seared, because you see these interviews and you hear these ladies say um, things like, well, you know, if you're not ready to be a parent, then I don't see a problem with it. Or, well, you know, it's their body, it's their choice, but it's not, it's not your choice because it's their body. If you caught that. So I am asking that ladies that not only that we shine brighter as women of God um, in this dark world, but that we will stand together to support other pro-life women, that we will come together and stand brightly shining for God's kingdom. Like we are shining the light of Christ, shining um, the light of Christ just to point people to him, to point people to the standard, which is biblical womanhood, that the Lord God Almighty has set it in his word and he's laid it out of how we should live our lives. No matter what law changes, no matter what someone in, in you know, in, in the politics or government says or whatever is overturned or promoted, the standard is Christ's standard. No matter what, no matter what becomes legal or what becomes illegal, we are to uphold the biblical womanhood standard, period. There's no point in our life where God gives us a pass on, on actually calling ourselves Christians, yet and still we live like the world. It's time out. Jesus Christ is soon to come. And I want to share 2 Timothy excuse me, chapter three, verse one through seven. And it says, but understand this, that in the last day, days, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, 
proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unpleasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. Avoid such people. For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sin and led astray by various passions. Always learning and never able to arrive at, at a knowledge of the truth. Ladies, I want to encourage you if your life is career driven and I'm saying this and I'm saying it. If your life is career driven, it's neglecting your family, whether you think so or not. If your life is you driven and how 10 steps of how to be a better you, your life is off track. If you call yourself a Christian, the goal is Christ, period. The goal is to point people to Christ. The goal is to submit your life to Christ and allow him to show you what he desires out of the life that he created and allowed you to live. We as women of God have to make sure, even if you sleep, wake up. If you are are, uh, lulled or distracted away from what God has called you to do, which if you have children, it's to parent your children. It's to uh, make sure that you're teaching them how to be Christians, true Christians, not worldly uh, pretenders, you know, like where Christ is something we do on Sunday and then we pull them out when we feel like it. No, you are supposed to be a woman that is honoring God in every area. Do you want Christ? Do you really want him? Because remember, a want is something that usually saturates every area of your life. Let that question permeate your heart. Let it permeate your minds and permeate your souls today and forever. Do you want Christ? God bless you, ladies. That's all I got to say. And I want you to remember to trust God as you cry and repeat god bless you